Come As You Are, the podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm joined by my two friends, Tyler and Stephanie. We are a trio of coaches coming together to explore life's biggest topics. Each episode, we hold true to our name, Come As You Are, by showing up and going live. Whatever we bring to the table that week is what we talk about. No scripts, no planning, just real and raw conversations. And audience participation is always encouraged. Our mission is to create a space where vulnerability and authenticity take center stage. And we believe in the power of deep conversations and soulful connections. So, welcome to the show. We're happy that you're here. And we invite you now to just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's conversation. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. We're live. We're, we're doing it now. Yay. Uh. It's good to see everyone. I know. I know we, like, I feel like whenever we skip a week, I'm like, things just don't feel the same. <laughs> it's, it's a long, it's a long two weeks anytime we, you know, we don't actually connect. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so what, I mean, is, what is you? What has been the last two weeks like? <laughs> well... I mean, I, I did, the reason we didn't meet last week was all because of me. And, uh, so, you know, I haven't actually, I haven't actually really forward facing talked about this yet. And I think I'm going to do it here. Um, and then post about it later. But last Friday I was in, I was in Mexico. I was having uh, I was having the gastric sleeve done and which is weight loss and metabolism surgery. And uh, so that's why we were not meeting because I was, I was in a hospital uh, getting ready to go for a procedure that I feel very strong about and feel very happy that I went forward with that decision. And um, we are now, I am now one week post-op and I just had my first Greek yogurt, uh, first kind of semi-solid food in over like 10 days and, uh, feeling really good about it. But that's why we were not here last week. That was the big update. That's what's happening in my life. And I'm just, I don't know. I just feel, feel at peace for the first time ever with like my health. And I feel like I finally did something that I could take control of because for years I struggled with my weight. I've, I've, I've been obese pretty much since I think I was like eight. Like I remember being a little kid going to doctor's offices and they had the whole BMI chart. And they used to plot, you know, the green area, the yellow area, the orange area, the red area. And I remember being a little kid and the doctor just always, always fat shaming me for being in like the orange or the red area based off of like my height and my weight and the age and everything like that. And so obesity has always been something that I struggled with. It has always been, I think, one of my biggest insecurities, if not my biggest insecurity. And last Friday, I said, 
fuck it. And I took control and um, because I no longer wanted to be a statistic, you know, I know like the reality is there's like 70% of Americans right now that are overweight or obese. Like it is a real thing. And like, I wanted to, I wanted to break free from being a statistic. I wanted to take control of my own health. And that's another reason why I went to Mexico was because it was easy. Like I got approved for the surgery, paid for it. It was a hell of a lot cheaper than what, what the procedure is here in the States. And I just took action. And like for the first time in my life, I feel really proud of the fact that I made a choice to change for myself. Like there was, there was no other reason other than the fact that I was just tired of being a statistic and struggling with the weight. And I, and after doing a lot of research and, and getting educated on the bariatric procedures, I, I realized I was like, this is, this is not just about the weight loss, but it's, it's a curative surgery that, that greatly reduces my risk for type two diabetes, heart disease, you know, cancer later on in life as, as you know, and so it was to me, it was so much bigger than the weight. And uh, talking about that this morning, I just feel really light today. And I feel very at peace with my decision to, to take control and to take action. So that's why we were MIA last week. That's so beautiful. Thank Making you. Making such a decision is such a big decision. I was going to ask you, like, what, why the hell did you go to Mexico? <laughs> but you, you answered that uh, question already. You know, I, I hear those stories so often um, about people struggling with their weight, with their body image in whatever direction, right? Um, mm -hmm. And body shaming and how superficial we all are in judging other people just by the way they look, not just the, not just the size of the body in general, but also, you know, when you don't have straight, straight teeth or pointy ears or bigger thighs or whatever, right? That's so heartbreaking in our society and we need to do a lot better. And, you know, the question that arose for me, I guess, was you mentioned a couple of times, you don't want to be another statistic. And I think that sums it up so perfectly that we automatically put people in bigger bodies in this category, right? Mm -hmm. In this category. And it, and it makes it so much harder for the people who are struggling with their, with their uh, weight to, to take control of their health and take charge because there's so much misinformation out there. All the doctors, right? All the medical ex experts um, with all the fancy titles, they're giving the entirely wrong treatment. And also what's so heartbreaking that when you go into a doctor's office as a person in a larger body, you don't get the same treatment as someone in a smaller body. The first thing that the doctors will say is, Oh, you just have to take control of your weight. You just have to take care of your, of your physique. And then like all the other diseases that you come to me, like they don't even exist. Right. 
So it just goes to show how deeply rooted um, body shaming is in our society and how much so how how we make it so freaking hard for the people who are in larger bodies and and don't feel comfortable to to change anything about this, you know? And so, you know, you have all my sympathies for for this. And I know there's people out there who do all these crazy things and try all these crazy things, um, trying to lose weight or trying to somehow be healthier. And they're just being sold all this, all these lies, you know, all this nonsense, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, take injections or have you tried this diet or you just got to, I don't know, sweat like a pig to look like a fox <laughs> and like all this nonsense <laughs> that, you know, and, 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 and just, I mean, the reason why I'm so passionate about this, because me, myself, I, I was never someone that society would deem as an obese person. But when I was at my, I would say, highest weight, I was maybe, I don't know, five kilos or 10 pounds heavier than I am right now, right? And for me, those 10 pounds were a million, you know? I was like fat shaming me. Oh my gosh, like the toxic thoughts I had about myself every day, how mean I was to myself, how I body shamed myself. Like I can't even repeat this stuff out loud, like so, so, so bad. And, but that's what we do as a society, right? We just like judge all over people and it makes it so much harder for them to, to get better and to get in a better mind, like a state of mind to then be able to take care of their bodies. Cause I think so often people start and try to do something about their body, but it's, it's so much more about the mind, right? Taking care of yourself yeah. first. And then the health in the body is something that will follow from that. But so many people, I think, get it the other way around. They think they need to take care of this first and then everything in their life will be perfect. But that's just, you know, again, how we, this is how we teach it to, to the people starting from very early on and dying to hear Amanda's take on this in terms of like, you know, what happens with the kids? <laughs> when, when does it start kind of? Um, but that's just my two cents in this. And um, yeah, so Tyler, seeing you sitting here and glowing and being so happy about your decision and and how you're going through this journey and, and sharing this with us so vulnerably and openly, we're really grateful to be part of this and to watch you. And I can't wait to to witness the next part of, of this journey. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, oh gosh. Who'd have thought this is where our conversation would go? <laughs> so much like i'm just taking it in right it's gonna i'm gonna get real emotional today i just i feel that and i know it's like it's like the lack of food in my body right now <laughs> from the liquid diet that i was on and like but i'm gonna get real emotional today because and i know stephanie and i have we connected originally i think around we were we were both really passionate about you know, body positivity and, you know, learning to love yourself and, you know, that I, I really think those were some of our earliest conversations. I don't even remember Stephanie, cause we've been hanging out and chatting for so many years now, but I, I, I always, you know, I know for, for me, this is one of those subjects that just kind of ripped me to the core and to feel and and I love what, what Stephanie said about the mindset, like 
you have to master your mindset first, you know? And I see so many people that I've worked on my mindset for a long, long time. And that's when I, when I knew going into the surgery, I wasn't scared. I wasn't questioning whether or not this was going to work for me. I knew without certainty that I was going to succeed in this surgery. It's going to come out on the other side. I was going to have an easy recovery food. Like, like, like I wasn't, you know, like, like food wasn't going to become my enemy on the, on the other end of this journey. I was actually going to love food and appreciate food whole lot more on the other side. And, um, but like, that was a mindset thing. And I, and I see so many people and this was the, this I think was the heartbreaking part for me going last weekend. And, and I went to, for anybody who's interested, I went to the Mexico bariatric center in Tijuana, Mexico. I highly recommend it. It was a phenomenal center. It was a phenomenal program to go through. They were, they were flawless this it did feel a little bit like a weight loss factory there was lots of people just coming through and they did lots of surgeries every single day and that, so that was strange but i will say the i will say like like there were so many people who i could tell had not put in the mindset work first and they were they were on that struggle bus journey of like of like, I hate my body and therefore I'm here to like get rid of it and like, and like excommunicate it. And I approached this from the other side and I went, no, I'm doing this because I love my body. I love my life. I love my health, you know, and I want to celebrate my health and I want to be, I want to live a long, happy and healthy life. And, you know, again, for me, this time it was deeper than the weight, you know, and I've done this before. I've lost weight before and it always came back because it was always just focused on a number on the scale. Well, this is a, a bigger thing. Now I looked at my blood work. I looked at, you know, what were some of the real numbers that were happening internally, you know, and I recognized, okay, there's some scary things that are starting to bubble up here that I want to be able to fix you know, and I want to be able to resolve and power through early on in my life versus waiting and, you know, seeing, seeing all of the complications. And I, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that's always bigger, I think, than just a number on a scale. And I think Stephanie will agree with that too, because, you know, Stephanie, your journey has been so incredible because you talk about 10 pounds plus or minus and it feels like a million pounds, but like your journey has become so much larger than the number and so much bigger than the scale. And it's inspiring that you're at that place now where you're not so fixate, fixated on a number. You're more fixated on a feeling. Mm, and that that's, that's the big energy there. That's such a good point. And I mean, how often do you see this? Someone saying like, oh, I'm, I'm going on a diet. And then there's this like end goal, right? You have like, they say, okay, I'm going to do this diet and it's supposed to be four weeks and I'm going to lose 200 pounds and then, <laughs> and then I will be the new me and then everything's going to be perfect, right? And I think 
this is the this is like a really bad approach because if you go back to your normal life afterwards then everything will become the same as you are today right and so it's it's like you say tyler they people often get it backwards but again this is what we are teaching people this is what the diet culture and the media and the industries who are producing all these diet or weight loss products are preaching oh if you do just one this this particular thing then you will get all the results and everything's going to be perfect in the pursuit of you know selling their their products and their services and it's actually that and and i think this is the is, is a bigger thing that and it, it's it really like boggles my mind how we collectively can can be in a state where we've lost touch with our intuition so much that what we're doing these days, including the things we eat, are not really things that we do out of the pursuit of happiness to just um, follow our intuition and do the things we love to do and just live a life that we, we love, but rather we're so um, fixated on trying to fix things and we are so so out of touch with our intuition that we don't even know anymore what we're doing and this is also why we are in jobs that we don't like like why do you just from a like sane point of view right like if, if you if you talk about it why would you spend 40 hours a week the majority of the time that you were awake and doing something that you don't like it doesn't make any sense right but it's so normal in our society and sometimes I, I'm, I'm freaking myself out thinking about it and thinking how did we get here as a society how did we get to this place to think that you need to work in corporate like crazy over hours and even if you make a decent amount of money no no amount of money is worth sacrificing your your joy and your happiness for it you know, and, and again, like when I talk about this, I could I could rant about this forever, but I'm, I'm trying to cut it off now. This is this is just so mind blowing for me every time I think about it, like how how do we even get here? And and then how can we change this? Right. I really wish that we could live in a world where everyone would pursue something they're really happy about, including the things that you love to do with your body, with your mind. Right. Just coming from this place of of this is who I really am. This is my true self. And this is how I'm going to express this by doing these things. And this is how I'm going to contribute to society. And this is going to how I'm going to show up in my relationships with my family, with my friends, with my partner. And I mean, this would be for me the ideal world where we just do everything out of love. But we still have a little bit of work to do to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely still a lot of work, but I love this conversation because really highlighting the relationship that we have with food, with our bodies, with, you know, mindset, like all of those things. It's so interesting. I'm always like, I think as coaches, we're just like fascinated by this. And we have this idea of ideally this is how it would look and everyone would be super passionate about what they're doing would love their life and they would be fully expressed you know they'd be their true selves all the time and i just love this to sit in this vision sometimes of the world that feels so 
unrealistic, sadly. Like, I want to think that it's possible. I truly do. And I think that's our mission collectively as coaches is to, you know, shift the world to that place. But there's so much, as we're saying, right, there's so much work that needs to be done. There's so much the sprinkling of the diet culture and the idea of removing ourselves from our intuition or taking ourselves away from really what our passions are. And it's such a normal thing that we don't even realize that it's even happening almost, I feel like, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, hmm. I can't even find the words because I just feel like it's so sad, but that's not even a big enough word to like really say what 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 I really feel about it because I think it's just ah it's just so unfortunate that we we become okay with the way things are, right? And yes, there are some of us who are taking matters into our own hands and taking control of our health and our bodies and doing the things to trust our intuition and getting back to that place. Because my belief is that as we are born, we are born in this space of like intuition and, you know, all of those things. And then as we grow, we sort of lose touch with that because of the societal norms and all the things that are pushed on us. And I think we just need to be reminded of that and we just need to get back to that. So I love that we're having that conversation because I don't know that it's talked about enough, which is so much of what we talk about here in general, but you know what I mean, right? Like that, yeah, we just, we need to get back in touch with intuition, which kind of encompasses all of the things that we're talking about, right? You know, for me, it comes back to being able to trust yourself mm. versus trusting others. And that, and I, and I say that not to say like, I don't trust others because I do, but I lead my life based off of, as Amanda was saying here, my own intuition, you know, I connect to what it is that my heart truly desires and what I'm feeling called to in that moment. And, and I, and I trust myself. And so often we look for other people. We look, you know, like when we're little, we look at our parents for guidance and, you know, we trust them to make the right decisions for us. And at some point, you know, I think, I think the transition between childhood and adulthood happens when you learn to trust yourself, when you learn to finally kind of take control of your own life and allow yourself to finally be in the driver's seat, you know, and, and not be in the passenger seat being passive, you know, it's the active approach to life. And I had this very interesting conversation uh, yesterday with one of the one of my clients that I'm working with. We were talking about confidence. And I think confidence is one of those like fascinating topics that 
for many of us, we don't feel confident. We don't like, like for whatever reason, we're like conditioned not to feel confident, you know? And, and I realized like in my twenties that I was naturally confident, even though my entire childhood, I thought I lacked confidence, you know, it was weird. It was weird. Like, and my grandma, she told me, she goes, yeah, you were always confident. And I was like, yeah, but I never felt confident. And it really made me start to think about like, like the choice that we have to just say, I'm confident. I'm confident. And then get really clear on what does confidence look like to you? What is your definition of confidence? And I think this is a like a bigger topic than just confidence, but like it's like what is your definition of health? What is your definition of wealth? What is your definition of happiness, of purpose, of passion? We're always looking for something great out there in the world to tell us, but we should be telling ourselves what these things are. We should be defining these things for ourselves because at the end of the day, this is our life. This is our life. And every single individual in this world has a completely different life. And we don't, we don't appreciate that enough. You know, we fall into like, the greater society norms. And again, this is like deeply rooted in psychology of like love, safety and belonging. It's where it all starts. But you know, what I've learned through my journey so far is that when I do define these kind of things, when I do define confidence, success, happiness, passion, purpose, whatever, and I start to align myself with my vision, I'm still going to find love, safety, and belonging. It might look different than what I've known in the past, but it's still there. And the, and the cool thing is, it's stronger. The love, safety, and belonging is stronger. Because when you align with what is true to you, you start to attract the people that, that mirror that, that match that. And that bond is so much stronger than staying stuck in some old beliefs, old way of living, old ways of being just because you want to feel love, safety, and belonging. You're going to get it on the other side and it's going to be even greater But it's scary to make that choice. It's hard to make that choice. It's hard to let go of some of those old friends, some, even some of the family members, you know, who don't align with who you were, you know, who you were, you know, 15 years ago. But it's so enriching. It's so enriching. Enriching. <laughs> it's so enriching. <clears throat> to do that. And that 
I don't know. It's like, it's like to me, it just comes back to, again, just being able to trust yourself and know that you have the power. It's magical. <laughs> and I would also add, as you're saying, you know that you have the power. I would also say that you know that you have all the answers. So as we're talking about this, you know, we're searching outside of ourselves for defining happiness and, you know, confidence and all of these amazing things. When the truth is, to me, this definition, right, is really something that already like exists within us. And we just sometimes need to extract that in maybe a more concrete way in the sense of like, maybe it's journaling, right? Like what does confidence mean to me? But the answers are coming within. Like we already know the answers. We already know what confidence is. We've already defined it for ourselves internally. And I feel like it's almost like, you know, we need to extract that and in an external way for us to get a better understanding or to, to know what that truly means for us or to find those like experiences of like, this is when I feel my most confident. Maybe I'm showing up for other people and they're like, you've got confidence. Cause Tyler, I can definitely relate to that experience, right? Like, oh, you know, you show up with so much confidence but how we're feeling on the inside is sometimes a mishmash. And so it's how do we define that? What are those experiences that we can connect to that feeling of confidence? But at the end of the day, there's no checklist that you can say, oh, well, I've checked all the boxes on the confidence checklist. Now I'm just confident, right? But I think we have those experiences that validate our own internal definitions of what it means to be confident that it's already within us. Like the answers are already within us. And then the next step as you're sharing is this like, then we align with others who align with that same definition, I guess, if you will, of those things right and yeah i just i just feel like it's so important to remember that as we're talking about defining these things for ourselves it isn't about finding that definition outside of ourselves it's knowing that we already have the answers inside of us we just need to spend time getting to know ourselves better and getting to know what that those definitions are for us. And I guess in a, in a really weird way, this is also how the three of us met because we all knew subconsciously, <laughs> Ooh, this person gets me. Oh, we're so alike. And even though we may have never talked about our individual definitions of confidence, we felt that there is this alignment, this, oh yeah, you know, there's something there. I think so much of human, the human connections is, is just that, you know, subconsciously feeling and seeing, ah, this person 
aligns with me on so many things, even without ever talking about it. I think that's that's something really magical about, about human connections. And something I also want to throw in here is that um, we have the choice, right? We can make a conscious decision to say, okay, this is my definition of confidence and this is what I'm mm, going for. And if we don't do that, we're still making a decision because at some point in our lives, there was surely someone who gave us a definition of confidence, for example. And when we don't do the effort, like you were saying, Amanda, when we don't um, put in the effort and trying to extract our own definition, we will always play by someone else's playbook. We will always be the, the, the side character or, or someone on set in a movie from someone else or we can make the decision and say, no, I'm, I'm doing my own movie. I am the hero of my own film. And, and this is, this is my role here in, in my life. And if we don't take charge, don't, if we don't step up to the plate, then someone else will, will, will come in and say, oh, okay, so then you can work on my set, you know? And so whether or not we're aware of it, I would say that we make a gazillion decisions every single day um whether we want it or not and if if we don't consciously make a decision to decide for ourselves and to step up for ourselves i think then we will still make a decision and it might not benef be beneficial for us or it will be a decision that is not really good for us yeah there, there's a quote that uh, comes to mind and um, as we're talking about this and we're talking about you know the loves the safety the belonging all the things and how um, we came together and the, and that whole like journey and how that all happened. And so I'm, I'm going to share, and I'm curious to hear how this resonates for you guys as well, but I know this really like strikes a chord with me. So some people won't understand your words while some won't even need words to understand you. Mm. Mm. So some people won't understand your words while some won't even need words to understand you. Ooh, that's a nice Ooh. word. I like it. To, to me, what, what comes up hearing that is, I, I don't know why I immediately think about this, but I, I immediately think of the law of attraction. And like the vibration, you know, the, like the vibrational energies out there in the world. And, and, you know, there are, I believe, again, is my belief, that we all operate at different frequencies. And if we're operating on two different frequencies, we're not going to understand each other's language our words, you know, it just like, like they just don't tune in, you know, but when we are operating on the same frequency, which I think the three of us operate on the same frequency, we, we don't need, we don't, we don't need like, like as Stephanie said earlier, like we've never sat down and said, what's your definition of confidence? We just feel probably very similar about confidence you know and 
We don't need words. We don't need to communicate that. It becomes, it becomes intuitive. Ooh, coming back to intuition. When you're operating on the same frequencies as other people, you just intuitively know, you know, these are my people. This is right. This feels good. You don't need the words. You just need to feel it. And that's what was coming up for me when I heard that quote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I love about it so much because I feel like there's so many people in my life that I have this experience with where there's certain things that like maybe we've never talked about. And as we're using this example of like confidence, right? Definition, defining confidence is maybe not the same. However, there's no need to have the conversation or there's certain things that or beliefs that I have that are just a match for the other people in my life where I don't even need, we don't even need to talk about it. I don't even need to say anything. It's just a, an unspoken understanding. And I think when we can have those kinds of people in our lives, then that's truly like so special. Those are the real authentic connections and then the beauty of being able to have conversations like this, but just being able to have those authentic people in our lives, because I think so many of us in thinking about, you know, teenagers and how even, you know, kids, right. Where we act in certain ways so that we can feel like we fit in with a certain crowd or a certain group of people or, you know, this is where peer pressure comes from, right? Like we do certain things because we want to feel like we fit in. We want to be like the cool kids or whatever, right? So we do certain things, I think for the wrong reasons, because we're trying to find our people, right? So it's with good intention that we're trying to find, you know, those on those people where we don't need to speak for them to understand us, but it doesn't happen. I think in that way, like if someone is pressuring you or making you to feel like uncomfortable in any kind of way, it's a no, it's a, those aren't your people instead of trying to morph and turn into like shape shift to fit in. I hate that idea of fitting in. Like, I don't want to fit in. I want to stand out. I want to be my own person. Like, I don't want to fit in. Because to me, fitting in is when we're conforming to what other people are doing so that they'll like us. And I don't want, no, not that I don't want people to like me, but that's not my sole purpose in making friends, right? Like, it's not, oh, well, I'm going to act a certain way so that they'll like me, right? That's what I, I'm, I mean. Like, of course, I want to be a kind person and a good friend, but I don't want to have to pretend to be somebody else for people to like me. I don't want to have to pretend to be a certain kind of way for people to like me. I want to be in a room with people who understand me and I don't have to say anything. I think that's, yeah, there's like, you know, those different kinds of, those different kinds of friends. And it can take time sometimes to find those people. But when you do, you know, and you don't even need to question whether they're the, they're your people or not. Like you just, you just know, 
You just know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of what Tyler said with the intuition piece, right? Like you just, it's not intellectual. There's no list. You're not going <laughs> to check off the boxes. Oh, does that person have the same definition of confidence than I do, right? Does this person have a house? I, I don't know whatever your criteria are for finding new friends. Um, it's not like that. It's really purely based off of in, intuition. And I think this is also so fascinating how we sometimes find new people on the internet when we haven't even been, and this is true for the three of us too, we haven't even been in the same room and yet we feel like, oh, this is the person I want to reach out to, right? You could, I don't know, you could find like descriptions of people and, and someone could have the nicest way of describing themselves and only mentioning like all these great things they have done or whatever. And maybe there's something that says, oh, that's not the person, I don't know, whatever, right? And you can't even pinpoint what it is exactly. And this is, I think, this frequency that Tyler was also talking about. It's just, it's nothing that makes sense, but yet we can't deny that it's there, right? Like that's the that's a really cool part of science that these are, there are these unexplainable forces and no one really can like prove it, but also we can't deny that they're there. And I would say that this is definitely a big part of it, the frequencies that we have between um, people and, and how we are um, connecting based off of just purely intuition. And I find that so beautiful that this even works over the internet, yay. <laughs> just think of like i just think of synergy mm. i don't know why that word's coming up but synergy like it's all just i don't like to me it's 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 so effortless when you just allow yourself to like be true to you you know we work so hard all the time as like Amanda was saying around trying to fit in and trying to uphold certain standards and live up to other people's expectations and all of these kind of things. And it's exhausting. It is really exhausting to try to pretend that word like this when we're really like this, you know, and it, it becomes effortless when we allow ourselves to just show up authentically and show up aligned to our inner selves, you know, and, and then, and then all of these other things fall in place. Like, you know, you, you meet your, your best friends on the internet and you start a podcast together, you know, and like, and like, we've never met in person, but like, it doesn't matter because I know they're the same people in person as they are online. And you just, I don't know. It, it, I, I just think, I just think this could all be so much easier on like life could be so much easier if we just stopped 
focusing on the outer and just turned inward and just really asked ourselves, what is it that I want? What is it that I desire? What is my actual dream? What do I really want to do? How do I want to do it? And just get clear and honest with yourself and stop trying to fit in to a box. Stop trying to fit into society's expectations of how this is supposed to look and just live aligned. And I, and, and that's for me, how I'm feeling today coming off of last week's crazy adventure to Mexico and the surgery. I'm feeling very aligned to t today for like really the, the, I'm not going to say the first time in my life, but I'm going to say like, this is the most aligned that I've felt so far in my life. And it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. Like I, I just feel like I'm glowing, you know, and I just feel good and happy with the choices that I've made with the direction that I'm taking things. And I, and I don't worry. I don't worry. I don't have fears. I don't have insecurity. I have strength and I have my intuition and I have my power. And I like, it's a really beautiful thing. And, and I think the, the three of us, we all, we all have that. We all have the secret. Yeah. And I almost feel like by us, having these conversations is that permission slip to others mm -hmm. to do the same, right? Because sometimes I think the challenge to making change is that we're scared of what might happen, you know, and it's always the worst case scenario, right? <laughs> And so if we can see an example or several examples of living in this space of authenticity and truth, that yes, there are moments that are challenging and there are moments that are hard, but the authentic part isn't hard. It's just the challenges of life. And whether you're trying to fit into somebody else's mold or you're just being authentic, the challenges are going to come no matter what. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. And I almost would say, go out on a limb and say that the challenges will be harder when you're trying to fit into that mold. Because you're being reminded of who you truly are and it's so out of alignment. So those challenges feel harder as when you're in alignment, when you feel authentic and when you're showing up in that beingness of who you truly are in essence, the challenges are hard, yes, but it's also those challenges are what are building you up and like strengthening you as a person, as a whole, 
instead of a whole bunch of pieces scattered all over trying to fit in the mold, it's like, I'm already whole. And so now these challenges are just improving on who I already am and I'm evolving as a person instead of, oh, it's so hard. And it's just hard because I don't feel good about where I'm at in my life. I think when you're in a space of authenticity, at least this is from my experience, those challenges, though they may be hard, I can see the value and I can see the gift and the opportunity for my highest good, for my growth, for my evolution. I can see how they are helpful, though still hard. <laughs> they can actually be helpful to propel me to a bigger, brighter vision and future that's even more aligned and even more than I ever could have even imagined. <laughs> mm. And I, I would even add here that when you are not in alignment with yourself, when you're trying to people please and yeah, just, just trying to, to make it right for others, then you will probably be faced with challenges that are not actually meant for you. Like they're not going to make you grow, even if you master them and you, you become better then those are not the things you really want to do. Those are not really the areas where you want to improve and want to go on a journey. And so it's going to feel so much harder. And I think we can, we can bring life down to the question, what problem do you want to solve for society? And especially being in the service industry, like what is it that you want to solve? How do you want to make the world a better place, basically, is, is another way to ask this. And if you are, I don't know, working in a department store or you are whatever at Starbucks and you're thinking, oh, you know, I have my I have my acting career and I want to become like in like the biggest actor in Hollywood ever. I don't know, whatever. And this is not actually meant for you. And you're just trying to please whatever or whoever, then the experiences that you will have, yes, they're going to add to your life. But this is not really how how you're meant to grow. And when you finally pursue the thing that you are meant for or the things that you are meant for, because usually it's like a lot of things, not just one thing, and it doesn't always have to be the career even, then this is when we can allow ourselves to really shine and, and be our true selves and, and grow where we, where we need to grow for these challenges. But again, what problem do we really want to solve or how do we want to uh, benefit the world? And it comes down to, I think Tyler actually started uh, with this earlier, saying that, what do you actually want? Like, this is, I think, such a key question where so where we can get lost so quickly already. When we don't have this down, then, then we're just not in the right direction. And it, it's so much more important to go in the right direction than the speed. I don't know, there's this really beautiful quote. I can't get it together right now, but it's more important the direction that you're going to versus how how fast you're going right because if you're going 100 miles per hour but you're going in the right direction then what is the what, what good is the speed for right yeah the direction is more important than speed and yeah i think that's so true mm -hmm. mm. what a great conversation you guys this is so good <laughs>
I hear these things when I was a teenager, gosh, I needed to hear this stuff. Someone to tell me that it's okay. It's okay to just be who you are. It's okay to be authentic. It's okay to be going at a different speed than others, right? Like, it's not about comparing. Get out of the comparison trap. Because it's exactly that. It's a trap. And that whole conversation would open up a whole nother can of worms. So I'm going to leave it there for today. But, oh, thank you all so much for being on this journey with us and enjoying this, I hope, a more authentic and fulfilling life. Or at least knowing that you have our permission <laughs> to do so and that we can we are we can attest to how powerful and how beautiful that is on the other side i love it i i can't say it better than that so yeah. <laughs> okay We're perfect done. so we'll end it there everybody <laughs> thank you so much bye for now we'll next time bye, bye. Thank you for listening to Come As You Are, the podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at Kaya the Podcast and on YouTube and Facebook by searching Kaya the Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please help us keep the conversation going by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And be sure to join us next time for another deep conversation.